0: I'm Ed Gross, and this is CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. Today, it's the story of a man named Brady, Greg Brady, or as some of you may know him, Johnny Bravo. Actually, it's the story of Barry Williams, who played Greg Brady on The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch ran on ABC from 1969 to 1974, and has been on the air ever since in reruns. It's a true example of classic TV in that it has been appealing to one generation after another and shows no sign of disappearing. One thing about the Brady Bunch that you may or may not know is just how many spinoffs the show has had. There was the Saturday morning cartoon The Brady Kids, with the six of them interacted with a couple of pandas and a talking magic crow. That led to the Brady Bunch Hour, which had the cast as the Bradys hosting their own variety show. From there, we got The Brady Girls Get Married, The Brady Brides, A Very Brady Christmas, and The Bradys, the last of which was actually a drama. Somebody thought that was a good idea. It wasn't. We recently had the chance to talk with Barry about The Brady Bunch and the many projects he's worked on since, including his being a promotional spokesperson for MeTV. Oh, and a note about the audio. The interview was recorded prior to our switching over to fancier equipment, so please bear with us. Barry, we are here. How are you? Okay. How is it being a spokesman for MeTV? You know, how did that come about, and what has that been like? I'm just curious. Well, um, the Brady
1: Bunch as a television show has has a large presence on MeTV and has since it began, and um, they uh, I've, I've moved to the Ozark Mountains, wow. in near Springfield, um, Missouri, uh, to Branson. And which is pretty close to Chicago, which is where they're based. So in my trips to Chicago, um, I've been contacted by them over the years as I've been doing my show here in Branson. And so uh, they were looking for a new spokesperson for their summer of me, which usually features like what they would call a classic TV star. And uh, they reached out to me. Um, i am a big uh, i'm a, a watcher uh, of of the uh, of me TV and um, i really like their approach to what they do and the sense of humor yeah. with which they introduce it um, the pro kind of programming that they do uh, i know there's a lot of competition in that field but i i, I very much like their their approach and um, so we were able to put a deal together i've traveled all over the country on their behalf and Continue to work for them this year, and um, uh, I had a lot of fun making the the vignettes for uh, their programming, um, which allowed me to literally go to Gilligan's Island or <laughs> knock on the door, on the mansion door of the Beverly Hillbillies. I had a conversation with Ward Cleaver. Uh,
0: <laughs> I got to check those out. I didn't even know that. That's great.
1: I went I went surfing again in Hawaii uh, <laughs> with the Tiki so um, it's uh, uh, it's really been a, a, a fun experience and that's uh, I, I think a good fit for everybody
0: very cool you know when you travel around and you meet people and that sort of thing, what are you finding are they are they uh, across the board in terms of age I mean what what are you finding in terms of the people who are out there to see you
1: Well this one of the more fascinating things about the Brady Bunch, I think there is, and that is the show, cuts across virtually every demographic there is. it's first, it's 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 uh, multi generational. Uh, I I have since closed my show here in Branson, but I, I performed here for six years, wow. and it's a pretty good cross section of Middle America, um, with some. Six million visitors a year come in for a few days, four or five days, um, to a to a town that only has eleven thousand people. Wow. Full time, and um, there uh, I would see grandpas to grandchildren, and parents in between, um, all ethnic bases, um, and uh, and of course religion. So. Uh, the Brady Bunch has enjoyed, from my experience, uh, a uh, universal kind of appeal. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the same thing happens, and I and I found this to be on promotional uh, junkets, where uh, you're probably aware that there are many, or not many, but the, the few major major radio station owners uh, like iHeart Television, right. um, they they are uh, housed in. Uh, usually one large building with all the different formats mm-hmm. for radio, uh, classic, uh, classic rock, oldies, uh, contemporary, hip hop, rap, country, gospel, talk news, uh, all the all the formats. So I might be invited in to, let's say, uh, classic, you know, oldies or classic rock. Mm-hmm. And um, to do an interview, because you know I'm, I'm in town doing an appearance, uh, an event, uh, a play, uh, you know, something. And <laughs> before I leave, I will do virtually every single format in that building. Wow. Which I mean, you know, uh, Elton John doesn't enjoy that.: <laughs> Yeah right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, That's a so <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a good point. It's a phenomenon. Of, of sorts. Uh, and it's one I'm grateful for and, and, and very pleased. So, uh, there you go. That's, that's what I find when I, when I travel, I've had, uh, bus drivers in New York city on Madison Avenue, stop in the middle of the street just to have himself and the passengers wave at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure New York drivers like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. It is. Uh, it's very cool. And um this last year uh, I I uh, went down to uh North Carolina to sing the national anthem for NASCAR. Right. They had a Bojangles um uh it was a kickoff of the season. And so there again, you know, there are eighty thousand people there, um and networks and, and all the drivers and stuff. And I was invited to do the anthem. So those those are the kinds of you know, honors that uh, might come the way of Greg Brady or myself and uh, <laughs> that I am able to enjoy kind of as a result of the platform of the show.
0: Yeah. But is it shocking at all? I mean, look, I know there are a lot of shows that, you know, they'll have a 20 year afterlife. They might have a 30 year afterlife or 50 years later. I mean, is that mind blowing to you at all or have you just gotten so used to it that doesn't doesn't shock you at all?
1: It's absolutely mind blowing okay um but there's no I mean I just don't say st- stuck in that I, oh, of course. I because what there, there are things to do with that <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> and 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 to uh, appreciate and to uh and to enjoy and be grateful for and uh, I'm all of those things and i I, I try and, and repurpose uh, that kind of uh, of, uh, of uh, hmm
0: Absolutely. I mean, you got to ride that wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a good way, in a very positive way. So that's well, great. without the tiki. Yeah, that's right. Without the, <laughs> without the tiki. Very good. Uh, what do you think it is? I mean, look, The Brady Bunch is such a wholesome show in so many ways, and I love it. I mean, I grew up with it myself. Uh you know, in its original run uh, but what is it in especially now we're in such sort of cynical times in a lot of ways, why does it still appeal? do you think? I know that's a cliched question, but it's a very different world now
1: it is um i I actually came upon some uh, observations in the last couple of years I, and i I go back to me because i uh, i I wrote the book growing up Brady, right. And I studied the, the episodes at the time I wrote that book, but it's been many years since I've seen episodes until the last couple of years uh, with my association of me TV. And when I just have me TV on right. and when episodes come up, I just, I watch them. Um, and I, I noticed that there's a difference in storytelling. Our episodes told stories, plot, subplot. The only two things going on, and we spent the entire to half an hour on the development and resolution of those stories, mm-hmm. So they're really clean. Um, uh, they're not, it's not just joke, 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 joke. You're not just flitting back and forth in kind of a, uh, the, uh, you know, key swipe computer, key swipe, uh, fashion mm-hmm. of editing. It's so popular today. Um, we had full scenes and you, there was emotion attached to it and it, it didn't all just wind up in a, a cute little, you know, like answer. Um, the episodes did, but the scenes didn't. Right?
0: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't want to challenge you on that uh, one, but yes, fair enough.
1: <laughs> um, so there's there is that. Um, it's a different style of of, um, of 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 episodic television making. Right. Uh, of a different style of storytelling. It's a lot of uh, movie aficionados will tell you in the, uh, in the forties and the fifties, the, uh, the movies were all about the story you know, mm-hmm. the great detective movies. And, you know, this is how we got to know our, you know, the, our, our iconic stars of the day, the Bogarts and Bacall's and, uh, um, and, and, and the like. And because they were telling these stories that we really cared about today, oftentimes we're, you know, it's effects and it's, action and it's movement and it's thrilling and it's, it's, um, shocking. And, you know, the, uh, other, there's other focus. Right. Um, so I think that is ingrained episodes into people's minds that have watched the show after even one or two or three or four times watching an episode. they go, Oh yeah, that's the one where, or oh, that's the one where, mm-hmm. and I, when I talk to audiences, I can talk in that, in those terms. I say, well, now there was this time when, uh, little Cindy lost her beloved doll and people will go kitty carry all. <laughs> but fortunately we found it in the dog's uh in, in the doghouse. Tigers, you know, they'll do that. Um Where is Tiger? He just
0: disappeared. Good.
1: Anyway. <laughs> so, um so I think that's that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. But beyond that and and what I really believe the reason that it's had uh, that it is become it has become so uh uh deeply ingrained is it has to do with chemistry and our show had a, an undeniable chemistry uh, our character we people as people and actors we liked each other we cared about each other we protected each other we took on those roles in life i as a big brother would be protective etc and um there were there were middle girl Syndromes and stuff like that. <laughs> sure. um, but, uh, but we did. But, but we had a chemistry. The chemistry is something you can't fake. You can't. Uh, you can't write it. Mm-hmm. You can't pretend it. You can't act it. You can't. It's there. It's not there. And I, as I look at episodes, I can see it. I mean, I can just absolutely see it and feel it. And I think that perhaps among uh, all of the qualities of the show is most responsible for its sustained um, uh, popularity and um and then of course as a show we weren't really taking stands we weren't aside from the clothes really right. tied <laughs> to any particular uh you know time frame um they uh, uh we talked it was morals it was uh, communication it was supporting one another it was a uh, family dynamic it was the stories that you know all ki- almost all kids grow up experiencing and how we handled them all of those things that are timeless mm-hmm. uh, before us ever since and, that kind of, and that's what you know, that, that that was the, uh, uh, the the focus of each episode and our creator uh, Sherwood Schwartz right
0: Absolutely, you, you look at a lot of shows, and you know, not not to cliche it all up, but a lot of shows have young casts that have really hard lives after the shows. Now, yes, Maureen had her issues. We, you know, it's been well publicized, but for the most part, and I'm not saying times weren't tough, but you guys all came out of this relatively unscathed, or it seems like you did anyway. There are a couple of things that
1: differentiated us from. Uh, many of the other sort of uh, what you call child actors, mm-hmm. uh, child stars of the day right? Um, and chief among them is there were six of us right? as opposed to one or two mm-hmm. in the show uh, and that creates a whole different dynamic uh, because it's not just the, the kid trying to figure it out there's six of us trying to figure out what's going on and what's all this attention about and and the workload, the responsibility, the things uh, – people coming up to us, adjustments in school, adjustments in public, being recognized, um, and traveling, all of that kind of thing. And so we could lean on one another. Um, but it's also so – and I don't know if Mr. Schwartz knew this at the time, but every one of our, of our cast members, now the kids mm-hmm. – came from nuclear families there were no divorces oh, at the t- uh, okay. prior to or during the time of filming the brady bunch which means that we all had these families like real families that we went back to and 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 were stabilizing forces in our in our world so i think that contributed heavily to um, our ability to mature and and grow up uh in in the public and then and then uh, ultimately adjust to being adults.
0: Well, it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. that is one of the amazing things I think when I look back at you guys. Um, mm-hmm. when, Me when, too. You, well, good. When you look back at the Brady Bunch, you know what? What are your overwhelming thoughts? You know, I mean, because I don't want to sit here and say, did you like this? Did you like that? Did you like this? For you personally, when you look back at that show, what are the th- the, the initial things that come to mind for you? Well, I come
1: from it at a completely different place. I didn't come from it as a fan of the show and I didn't right. come from it as a viewer. I came from it as a creator um and and talent as a, as you know as a, as an actor. So, I <laughs> I was all about the anatomy of it. How did this work? How do these different departments um uh, interact and interface to make things happen? Right. I was fascinated with lights, with direction, production, writing, um uh, staging all of that stuff. And so that's uh, now those things go on in in um, any production hmm. but I was most impressionable being 14 15 16 17 18 19 yeah. <laughs> um, and then it finally when it went off the air when I was 20 so um, <laughs> that's what I think about how cool that was to grow up in that world
0: yeah you yeah. know was it was it hard when it ended or was there a relief after so many years or uh, it's I think people had different reactions. It was uh, devastating for me. I, re- I had a really? lot
1: to do. I thought I was going to get to go to college. Um, I was looking forward to, you know, getting out of the house and maybe moving into my own show and and things like that because I had those kinds of ambitions. Right. And um, so we had been promised that it would go another year, and then at the last minute, like, and and by that I mean three weeks before we were to start production, they pulled the plug.
0: Did they really that close to the next season yeah
1: yeah and there's a story that I tell too about that and this goes also to answering your question about why sometimes kids have a tough time
0: yeah
1: when the show ends adjusting you know back into what you could call the real world or into society or you know with, with getting along with their friends. Um, when you're working in, in a t- television show, like especially a network television show, uh, it's pr- it's very privileged. There are a lot of people around that are there to help you to make sure that if you need a cup of coffee or ask for a cup of coffee, you get a cup of coffee. Um, people look after your clothes, your hair, your um, uh, helping you with your lines. With in our case, school, and that's, it goes on and on and on. Uh, that are all part of being a production and making a production move forward. Uh, I I got a call on Friday after late afternoon, five p.m., six p.m. Barry's show's been canceled. Okay. So on Monday, I get up and I drive to the theater to clean out my dressing room.
0: Right.
1: And the guard at the uh, at, at, at the gate to Paramount Studios, whom I have been saying hi, Fritz. For the last five years, virtually every morning, says, oh, hello, Mr. Williams. Uh, What's up? And so I'm going to clear out my dressing room. And he asked me if I had a pass to get on to the studio lot. Get out of here. Really? And I I said, uh, is one necessary? And he said, well, yes. So I had to pull over uh, while he was able to get me a pass for guest parking. Oh and, God. um, so I went in and I drove to my parking space, you know, that's where I parked yeah. where my name, my name had been painted over and replaced both. Oh my God. How quick was this from Friday? And I went in Monday Oh my and God. I was in in the morning. So like 10 AM, yeah. 9 30 AM. And so it had been done. I was gone. I was out. And that was a
0: major wake up call. In terms of what this business is like, you mean? or Yes. Yeah. And what to expect.
1: You know, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Done. You've been nice. That's been fun. There's no, you know, the, 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 the machine marches on. And not just in show business, of course, but for someone who didn't see that coming. Yeah. And many children, kids don't, especially when they're protected for so many years, then it's quite a shock. Oh yeah,
0: it, and how do you not get bitter over something like that? Well, I, I, I can't say that
1: not uh, that uh, all of us didn't. Yeah, um, I know. I, you know, once you've been every, the, the meat, the market, the meat market in Hollywood <laughs> is always about new. Yeah, it's always about fresh. It's always about different. And you know, here i have been I'd been on a show for five years. Um, they. Producers, casting directors, directors, studios, networks, tend to put you on hold for a bit, like a few years. Kind of let everything cool off before you'll, you'll start working again. Yeah. And you know that you—that's uh, when you you either you either grow up or you get bitter and stay there. Right.
0: And there's no point in staying bitter because you're not doing yourself or anybody you know any good. If you stayed bitter, unless, unless you did, Barry, and you're hiding it very well. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> well, no, I I, I went outside uh, television. Yeah. I, I, I started a whole new career in musical musical theater, and um, it flourished. Uh, so that you know, that's that's worked out fine with me, and I've been able to integrate television back into it. Now, I've uh, I've virtually uh, uh, been active and. Nearly every aspect of show business, or certainly all the aspects I'm interested in, um, with some degree of success, which would be television and musical theater, including Broadway, um, national tours. Um, I've performed in Las Vegas. I've recorded uh, CDs. I've written a best-selling book. I produced a tel- that that book into a television movie for NBC. I've been a radio DJ on Sirius. I've been a uh, a writer um, uh, on different TV shows. I had my own TV show, a very Barry Branson, um, that was about my adventures, you know, uh, big fish, small pond kind of thing in here in Branson. Right. Um, so I'm at, and that was a musical variety kind of rock and roll show, uh, that I did here. uh, and, um, 70s music celebration. It was called 70s music celebration. So um, I'm, you know, I'm,
0: uh, you know, I'm I'm pleased. Things things have worked out just fine. Good. Happy to hear that. Seriously, what what made you move to Branson? I'm just curious. Why why you know why leave the lovely world of Hollywood behind? (laughs) Go to Branson. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, I know you're kidding about it, but you're hitting on it. Yeah. Um, The uh, I was very much attracted to the entertainment community big strong uh centralized entertainment community in branson um andy williams had moved here full time he could live anywhere right um and if if you uh, tony orlando is here and he's been a friend for many many years since since the brady days Mm -hmm. um and uh any number of people i mean from glenn campbell to wayne newton to uh to uh, Mo Bandy, to (laughs) it goes on and on and on and on and on. uh, have been here and thrived here. Um, And so I thought, wow, this would be a a great place where I might be able to do the show. I've always wanted to do a musical, musical variety show and live band, big cast, play the guitar. Johnny Bravo lives. And, um, and, um, Came and fell in love with the place. I, I fell in love with the energy, I, with the mountains, with the people. It's much more relaxed. I live on a great big lake with 1,100 miles of shoreline, and um, wow. it's, uh, it's it's a great, it's a very good and more relaxed uh, style of uh, high quality of life. Yeah. So even though I'm not doing my show anymore, I still make my home here, and, and expect I will for for good.
0: Now, do you expect to resurrect the show at any point, or do you think you've done that long enough? Now you have to do something different.
1: Yeah, I've done it. Did it for six years. It was very well received. I won uh, best show a couple of times, um, and uh, uh, I, I really felt uh, 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 very complete with it. And I'm fortunate enough to have interest, you know, all over the country, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm able to. I was doing 125 shows a year, wow, and a big schedule, and that's and that's basically in six and a half months. So um, it was a big schedule, and now I can kind of pick and choose more. I um, have lots of little projects that I work on and develop. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 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 working on developing right now a classic television star cruise in the Caribbean. Um, oh, bringing that could in, be cool. you know, people, yeah, where we can hang out, we can do, uh, we can do panels, we can do fun things with, with people. We could have Don Wells and do a, uh, a, a Gilligan's Island treasure hunt for Greg Brady's tiki on shore <laughs> for prizes.
0: It's a crossover.
1: <laughs> you know, we can do, you know, uh, all kinds of things. With people, my friends, you know people that i 've known and and worked and would you know probably love to be on a crew and and uh, seven or eight hundred
0: or a thousand of their other loyal fans, so it, you know things keep expanding that way let me know when you're doing that cruise, my wife and I would love it <laughs> okay.
1: well, I have a conference call with uh, time uh, time warner uh, excuse me time live tomorrow, and cool. we are <laughs> we are targeting uh spring of uh,
0: nineteen really. Oh, I gotta, I gotta mention that sir because we're both classic TV nuts. So you know all the shows we grew up with, we still love. And it would be, don't you think? I mean, it would yeah. be great fun
1: for everybody. And uh, you know, we'd mingle. I'm thinking about doing karaoke with uh, Anson Williams and Donnie Most. Right. Um, I'm, I'm signing up for doing vow renewals for couples, and <laughs> <laughs> we'll run TV shows all over the shit uh, TV. Uh, Episodes all over the ship, and yeah, yeah that kind of thing.
0: honestly, I think it's a great idea. I think there's a lot of people who are into this classic TV thing that would love it. That's that's really terrific. I do too. Yeah, I do too. absolutely. You know, one um, mm-hmm. one thing I want to ask, and this could be super quick. Just you, <laughs> there were all these spinoffs of the Brady's, and like almost a word association thing. I just want to know your feelings real quick about these different shows that came after the Brady's. Uh, the Brady Bunch, if mm-hmm. I could. Uh, Brady Kids, the cartoon uh, <laughs> Looks a lot like the Archies Didn't it though? <laughs> uh, do you know why? It's Filmation, it was the same company, right?
1: It was, well, it was the same company It was the same wardrobe and same figures with our heads Was it really? Yeah
0: Oh my god <laughs> That's amazing so, Was that fun at all or was it just goofy? yeah that's what I thought you know, plus you got you know magic bird and ping and pong the pandas <laughs> yeah. okay uh the variety show uh,
1: loved our guest stars okay do you remember who they i mean do you Tina Turner um rich little uh, um Livers, had huh? uh, um, uh oh gosh. Was, hmm, Milton Burrow, yeah. Um, Farrah Foss, Lee Majors came on. We had um, Paul Williams. Uh, we had uh, you know, if you if you google our show and, and just take a look at those I at, at the start, I mean, it was every, everybody who was you know in show business. Um, it came through Rip Taylor and and uh, and um, um. Oh come on, Mister! I'll look it up. I'll, I'll,
0: look, I'll look up the different Price, names. Uh, oh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Vincent.
1: Yeah. Um, it was it was such fun, you know, to be you know around and and these people that commanded such presence and you know we learned a, a lot of things from silly show, but you know what can you do?
0: Was it weird though playing Greg Brady as part of a variety show <laughs> as opposed to a sitcom?
1: Well, I came off Broadway to do it. Oh, did you? I okay. was doing. Oh uh, yeah, I was doing Pippin okay. in New York. And I, when that call came, and uh, I thought, well, you know, I can do this show in New York for uh, that's 600 people a night, or I can do this variety show on television for 35 million people a week. Right. You know, so I, I did that. There you go.
0: The Brady Brides, were you much involved with that? I think you were in the, at least in the beginning, but were you involved with no, the show?
1: No, I was not involved.
0: Okay. We in the beginning? We like when they got married, or you weren't there. I don't remember. Nope. Okay. Ah.
1: I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I don't believe... I. I you know what? That, you'd have to, to keep me honest, but I know I was not part of the series, for sure. I don't, right. I don't remember being part of the Brady Brides. Okay, either.
0: I'm going I'm to look in that up as <laughs> we speak. Okay, the Brady's... Which That'd be my one. least... That,
1: and, and hence, that would be my least favorite of all the reunions.
0: Yeah, I would think so, right? Because it's about the <laughs> girls anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I get that. Uh, oh, then the Brady's, which was, again, they, they kept trying weird twists, like making a trauma, like 30-something or something, because people I know called it Brady something. What, what's your feeling yeah. about that?
1: Anachronistic. Anachronistic. It's, it's it's that's not what once you be, once you once you feel like you know the Brady's you just you just don't want the drama. You just want the fun and the silly and and, and I think that was misguided.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, you know in one episode yeah. in one episode, Maureen went from being lovely Marsha to an alcoholic Marsha to a recovered Marsha.
0: Right. You know, that's no. Nah. <laughs> and you know what's sad about it, though, is that it proved, like, when they did the movie, a very Brady Christmas or whatever it was. I think that's what it was. Uh, it proved the audience was still interested and still wanted to very see Brady these Christmas.
1: Guys. Preceded the Brady, right,
0: right, right. So what I'm yeah. saying is the movie proved that the audience wanted to still see the you guys and these characters. And it's like, but to do such a bizarre twist for a guy who anybody okay. who grew up on the Brady Bunch is like, what? <laughs>
1: The uh, A Very Brady Christmas in '89 was the second most highly rated television show of the year right. on all three networks.
0: Yeah, which is kind of my point. The audience was there for yeah. it. It's just like they gave them this weird twist, hence overkill. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, so so that was it for the Bradys. I mean, and I assume you were okay with that.
1: Yes, I was. That was fine. Yeah, okay. let that go.
0: Fair enough. So, what's next for you, uh, Barry? You know, obviously the cruise we talked about. I mean, is there anything in particular you want to get out there that you're doing?
1: Or um, a couple of things I, I have become aware of uh, locally here at a company that is um, it got a great idea for the finest beef in California. Uh, excuse me, in the U.S. Um, called Wagyu. Have you ever heard of Wagyu beef? No. Or Kobe beef? I've heard of Kobe beef. Okay, yeah. Same beef, different town. Okay, <laughs> but the same same bloodline. Okay, uh, and this this gentleman has been raising them for three generations. Now ready, and he's creating memberships. Um, Kobe Club, K O B E Club um, Learn all about that. Uh, it's uh, you know it's the it's what you'd want beef to be. Um, it's healthy. Um, it uh, they only they're only processing one steer at a time, so you don't have if you're having a hamburger, you're not eating little bits and pieces of 150 other cattle. Um, it's uh, There are no hormones, or antibiotics, or steroids. None of that, that stuff is a special diet. And as a result, and with this strain of beef, it's uh, – it's, well, it speaks for itself. But kobeclub.com, and I'm their spokesperson. Um, and I am looking toward doing a Christmas show – that will tour uh, mostly the East Coast. Uh, called Toy Shop. The, it's called The Toy Shop. Okay. S h o p p e, right. written by Kenny Rogers. Really? And Kenny, Kenny's asked me to step in uh, uh, to the show. He did it for uh, and toured it, but he's asked me to step in uh, this year and, um, and 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 take the lead. in this this is a story, uh, a kind of a sentimental Christmas. Um, the values of the, the mean and of the meaning of the season kind of story, and musical and songs all written by him and his musicians and it's quite quite nice and I'm looking forward to that November mid November through the end of December. Okay. Anything else or is that it? Because I'll plug it all, Larry. <laughs> well, no, that's that's enough for now. I mean, all those right. are the those are the big big ticket items and then when the cruise comes up, then uh, well there'll be a there'll be more to talk
0: about. Yeah, and we definitely should get, <laughs> hook up again and talk about that if you don't mind uh, when the time comes because I could, I would love to promote that, actually. By the way, your, your tagline for the beef thing is perfect. It's what you, what you want beef to be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're still playing with, with tags uh, as we
1: develop the market. I like um, w- w- what you want beef to be, or I, actually I thought of um, uh, uh, the uh, – the, um, the beef speaks for itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. That's good.
1: Yeah, uh, right, um, cool. And marketing is a is a very very funny science. Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Anyway, well, it's been nice talking with you. Good luck with this with this
0: story, and we'll be in Dutch. That sounds great. Thanks so much for your time, Barry. I appreciate it. You bet it. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> It was great catching up with Barry Williams and seeing what he's up to and what he thinks of the Brady Bunch. Now, we'd like to know what you think of this podcast, so please leave a comment below, give us a five-star rating, and subscribe, please. This is Ed Gross with CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now.